Hey everybody, this is Andrew Roberts and Matt Tyvekey, and this is episode one of the Young Wild Financially Free Podcast. Welcome to the Young Wild Financially Free Podcast, an audio experience where we don't just talk about it, we live it. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the first episode of the podcast. Today, we kind of talk about who we are and why we want to start this podcast and the value that we're going to provide to you guys. So stick around. Hope you enjoy it. Uh, my name is Andrew Roberts, and this is Matthew Typekey. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so... looking at the microphone like it's uh, like it's something that I need to talk to. Um, yeah. So um, we are um, we've been friends for years and years since we were seven years old and uh, now we work together um, in the real estate industry um, Matt uh, tell us a little bit about the company that we work for yeah so we uh, started tree homes three years ago and we're basically property managers and looking for people that are interested in acquiring properties so uh, try to do things a little different um, where we're not just trying to manage as many properties as we can. Rather, we'd, pro- we'd like to align ourselves with people like ourselves that have uh, the passion to grow their own portfolio. And that's one of the funnest things. So management's obviously a tough business, right? Um, you're dealing with so many issues, so many calls. But when it's fun, it's, it's really fun. And, and what you can do is... Um, align yourself with people that want to start slow and just start adding properties so one at a time and then all of a sudden 15 years down the line you own 20 30 properties um, which can be a really big deal for your life to free you up and that's what we're trying to do right Um, and you've obviously made one step uh, getting a little bit closer to closing on your first house yeah 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 so um, I'll I'll touch on that a little bit Um, but so like I said, Matt and I have uh, grown up together um, here in Austin. Um, we grew up uh, in North Austin in Round Rock. Um, both went to Round Rock High School. Um, Go Dragons. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in high school, um, I met uh, my future wife at that time. Um, both went to uh, Texas State in San Marcos. Um, and that's kind of where I first got interested in real estate. Um, obviously as a, a college student, um, I was renting a house with my buddies and, um, my dad told me that, um, his mortgage on his house was less than what we were paying in rent for a four bedroom house. And so I thought like, you know, that's, that's so interesting. Like this landlord, um, is making money. I, for some reason I didn't connect the dots before yeah. that he was making money off of us. And even if he had a mortgage and he was still paying on the house, he still had, you know, supplemental income from that that difference between what we were paying in rent and what his mortgage was, um, and so, and that was just passive income. He didn't do anything. He was the laziest landlord I've ever known in my entire so, life. So was he self managing? He was self managing. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it created a, I mean, not a great experience as a for the tenants for me and my buddies. Um, so, I mean, he just because of the the lack of effort that he put into the house and and stuff like that um obviously we were college students and so i'm sure he viewed us um as less than a i guess an optimal tenant but um at the same time 
um, you know, that experience would have been better had the, I guess, the landlord put in a little bit more effort. But all that to say is that that's when, you know, real estate really, um, and investment properties and rental properties really, I guess, piqued my interest. Um, and then I was not getting my degree in college um, for real estate. So I ventured down that uh, a different path for a career in um, sports um, and uh, sports management. Um, and I found out that it wasn't what I was passionate about, what I, what I liked. Um, I did uh, have some great experiences, but um, that led me to come back to Austin, um, and that's where we reconnected, me mm-hmm. and And um, so he offered me a job to work for Tree Homes, the company, um, and that kind of just lit a fire under me and uh, got me really interested in real estate again, kind of brought the idea back to the surface. and. Um, now, like Matt mentioned before, um, I'm currently closing on my first house yeah, baby. Um, in Hutto, which is um, just east of Round Rock, um, so still in this um, central Texas, Austin area. Um, but we're first time home buyers, uh, my wife and I, and so we were able to get a, a USDA loan, um, which is zero down. Um, so that really helps as being um, young professionals. Um, and... Um, yeah, so, yeah, so we'll, we'll close on it and um, eventually turn it into a rental property. A um, couple of things. I, I find it interesting, like a lot of people our age, like you said, uh, will be renting properties and really not think about the real estate side. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Just kind of go through it and then it kind of hits people three, four years later. Wow, that's what was actually going on. Right. So do you remember, were you paying rent to this guy check or yeah, online? Would, yeah, so... Um, we would just write a check and put it under the front mat. Really? <laughs> On the first, yeah. And he, would, grab it? and he would come by and grab it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. But he and he lived in Austin, but he would drive down to San Marcos to get it every single month. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, see that that right there is is something that um, he probably shouldn't be doing. That not necessarily that he needs a full on property manager. But to drive to drive from San Marcos right, to yeah. Austin just it's to pick up a check, time, yeah. yeah. Nowadays, like you could even just do Venmo. Right? Yeah, and even I mean, even back then, I mean, that was old school. You know, four years ago, whenever we were in that situation, like there was pay- PayPal was around, or you know, we could have done a, uh, I guess a transfer from bank accounts. Yeah. Or mailed him the check. Mailed him the check. Yeah, anything. Um, so um, his execution of, of this property was poor. Interesting. Say was when you had maintenance was. He the guy doing the maintenance? Um, yes. Well, no. He would he would hire a crew because the maintenance on this house was um, bigger issues than okay. just like a, um, I guess a clogged toilet or, or something like that. Um, and for the little things, um, you know, he wasn't the nicest guy, so we would just do it ourselves. We fix gotcha. it ourselves. Gotcha. Yeah. Interesting. So let's walk through the process of buying your first house. Yeah. Uh, what that's looked like for you and. How you feel about everything? Yeah, so um, I can. My biggest word of advice to anybody who is who wants to buy a home is that it's doable, but you need to keep um, every form of documentation that you've ever had for um, any job um, and anything really. Um, we had to, uh, you know, contact our former employers from years ago. Um, and ask for W-2s, ask for 1099s, just any kind of documentation for our income. 
and we had to provide rental history. Um, even if, you know, my senior year of college, I was living with my mom, and so I had to put that address down and write an explanation of why I was living there um, and things like that. So they're very detailed uh, when it comes to buying a house because it is a big purchase. Um, mm-hmm. The I mean, the home that we got is close to $200,000, and so um, that is a lot of money. And so the people who are the lender uh, is taking it very seriously, and so they want to make sure that me as um, the purchaser is going to be reliable um, and uh, be able to make my monthly payments on, on the mortgage. Um, but yeah, so the the process, we reached out to um, a lender um, from um, a referral from you guys, yeah. and we um, kind of got the ball rolling there, because um, we, before you can put an offer in on a house, say you like a house, um, before you put in an offer on it, you have to have a pre-approval letter mm-hmm. for the loan um, before anyone will take you seriously, and before anything can happen. So um, we had to provide documentation to the lender um, kind of ahead of time. He was able to get us a pre-approval letter um, when we found the house that we were interested in Mm -hmm. that we wanted to make an offer on. Um, And the lender was um, great, very um, open with communication, very responsive. And so we were able to get the pre-approval letter pretty quick. So everything happened. You know, we went through looking for a house for, I want to say, six, seven months. Um, and then when we found one that we wanted, um, everything happened so fast. It was in one evening that we went back and forth with making offers and um, finally came to uh, a price that the seller and we were comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had that pre-approval letter. And then um, after that, um, once we settled on a, a price, we started to write up the contract. Um, and then after that, um, we had to go through inspections of the house. Um, we had to get the house appraised to make sure that it was as valuable as what we had offered for the price. Mm-hmm. And now we will do the official closing on the on the closing date. Heck yeah, it's yeah. really great. <laughs> so I think uh, one thing that's important for, for you that was a little bit different is that you're super flexible on the area because mm-hmm. you obviously wanted Georgetown first, right? Correct. And then we were looking at Hutto, but the the point is you kind of knew that this property was something that you were ideally going to keep forever right. or for a long time. Right. And so it didn't necessarily have to be perfect right now for like everything that you want in a house. Right. Rather just a house that you could own. Correct. Right. And so knowing the Austin MSA and if you can be close to 200,000 anywhere it's probably a pretty good deal assuming mm-hmm. that you do all your inspections and that you know the foundation plumbing roof's good mm-hmm. but it's cool because you're able to find that and that's an easy rental like mm-hmm. yeah t- one two years whenever you want to buy your next one right that thing will rent all day right and that's another thing that I did is when I was looking for a house um, I was looking with the goal in mind of turning it into a rental mm-hmm. down the road. Um, obviously, um, when you get a loan, um, they ask you if it's going to be your primary residence or um, or not, or if it's an investment. Um, and so we will live in it for a year, so it'll be a primary residence, so we get a better interest rate. Um, and the lender is, um, I guess, 
more willing to lend to us, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Um, but I, like I said, I had the goal in mind of it turning it into a rental, and so I looked up what um, rentals were going for in that area, mm-hmm. um, and they were coming in at um, fifteen hundred mm-hmm. for a three bedroom, two bath, which is what we were, what was, which is the house that we bought. And that was higher than what our monthly mortgage is going to be. Sweet. And so I already knew from the get-go that this is going to be a good investment property. Yep. Um, you know, our, we'll have um, some supplemental income um, uh, with there being a difference between the mortgage and the um, rental rate that we'll be able to get. And then it's a, do you know if it's a 25 or a 30-year mortgage? So it's a 30-year mortgage. Okay. Yep. So 30 years... That's paid off. Right. Plus the value is going up every year. Exactly. And then you're just getting that, at that time, probably you know $3,000 check right. a month. Yeah, exactly. And that's hopefully one of many. Right, yeah, exactly. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Very exciting. Yeah. So, um, like you said, I wanted to touch on the financing part because that's huge. Mm-hmm. So, the first one, getting all your stuff together is hard. Mm-hmm. But moving forward... You pretty much have it packaged up, right? Right, and so um, next time you try to get a loan, you're just putting all, or if you can put all that in one spot, and yeah. You just so it to the lender, right? Yeah. So that's what I did. So I know that like I'm gonna buy another house down the road, and um, so I mean I, now I have it all in one file on a flash drive of you know all of our um, employment history, rental history, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. So all the documentation's in one place. So now Sweet. when it comes to getting another loan. It'll be a much faster process. Yeah. Plus, if you if you use the same lender, they'll already have my stuff on file. Yeah. He knows you. Right. And it's easy. Yeah. So the it's really interesting the underwriting process mm-hmm. because basically the the mortgage broker who we're working with mm-hmm. packages it all up and then sells it to the government FHA uh, backed loan. Mm-hmm. And so usually there's these lists of conditions. Mm-hmm during the underwriting that they come back and I've had to write like personal letters explaining my situation. Did you have any conditions like that that you had to work through? Yes. Yeah. So, um, there were, um, like I, like I said earlier, I had to explain why I lived at each particular address that I lived at. Um, even if I was living with, you know, all the way back to, um, all the way back to 2014. Okay. So, Wow. See, Three that's what's, that's what's so interesting is uh, I wasn't taking out loans during mm-hmm. 2007, mm-hmm. 2006, all the real estate market that was just going crazy. Right. Uh, but obviously, we've heard of these uh, ninja loans, which was like no income, no credit, and they just give you a loan. Mm-hmm. But the stuff that we're dealing with now is all because of that. Right. It's become so much tougher to get a loan. Yeah. And, you know, five years ago, you would never have to go back four years and write these letters. But right. it's a good thing, you know, for the most part, because hopefully we, it will help us avoid being in that uh, same environment where everyone's just pulling out money like crazy. Right. Especially in Austin, because uh, right now people feel great about the market. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if, if people were able to get loans pretty easily... They probably would be just yeah, buying sure. properties because they think in two years and one year it's right. going to be worth more. So right. do as many as you can. Yeah. But uh, you know, it's interesting to see how different environments can have like serious effects on what we're doing now. Sure. 
Yeah. And it's interesting. Well, I mean, you say that, like, you know, it was so easy back in 2006, 2007 to get a loan. Um, and I compared to today, I would say, yeah, it's it's easier. But it's not hard, difficult today, I would say, to, to get a loan. Like, I just had to write a letter, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. And maybe that's one more step than, than what I would have been required to you know, pre-2008. That's true. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's just a letter with my signature and the date. That's true. So, that's um, true. I feel like, you know, that's, if you want to use that as an excuse to not get a house for a first-time home buyer, then it's just, it's just an excuse. You yeah. Know? It's a lot, yeah. E- it's a lot easier than what people make it out to be. You're right. Buying a house. You're right. Um, what the, the challenge is going to be once you try to buy your next one. Mm-hmm. So, you, you can still do it. You just have to. You have to be um, aware of like what a lender's looking for, mm-hmm. and then you got to be. Sometimes you got to be creative and flexible. And I've learned, you know, the hard way. I've, I've taken out multiple loans that are a little bit higher interest rate mm-hmm. because I couldn't get traditional financing. Right. And hopefully, I can refinance those soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm I'm glad that I did them, but they're definitely a little bit more risky. Like. Yeah. You know, your what do you know what your interest rate is? So my interest rate is higher because we did it a zero down. Yep. With the USDA, and so it's going to be five and a quarter. So five and a quarter fixed for thirty years. Yeah. Yeah, that's still great. Mm-hmm. You know, rates are rising, but like I have some that are six point nine, seven point five. Oh, wow. Yeah, and they're and they're adjustable, so right. they're fixed for five years, mm-hmm. and then they can they can adjust every year right. which they in five years most likely they'll be going up and when rates are at 10 11 if they get there you're going to be sitting pretty on right. five and a quarter yeah so i mean do i have the potential to refinance yeah for sure so most mostly though you refinance when you can get the rate lower mm-hmm. or when you have a lot of equity in the house because you want to pull some money out of it right um so do I think that rates are going to be lower than five and a quarter? Probably not. So most likely, the reason for you to be to refinance is say the property goes up in value a hundred grand. You can get a new loan and pull out sixty grand uh-huh. and use that money as a down payment on another house. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. yeah, and that that's the beauty of it is you start kind of rolling them. Yeah. And they're all growing, and then you pull money out, and it it can really grow exponentially. Pretty quickly, right? And then the eventual goal is to have um, multiple properties, you know, five, six. I mean, if you're interested, I mean, I'm currently interested in single-family homes. Yep. Um, but to have, you know, a handful of properties where I'm getting cash flow yeah. each month, um, so that you know the rent that I'm charging my tenants is higher than what I'm paying on the mortgage, and so that's just, you know, adding to the income. So, you know, if I Hopefully, if I get enough properties, then that way I don't have to work. You know, that's my income. That's my job is yep. just owning the the rental properties. I think that is that's the dream. Yeah, for me, me too. Um, so it's just it's beautiful to think you could be you you grind it out, you put in the work now, mm-hmm. right? Like this deal that you bought, it's not going to make you rich today. Correct. But in in fifteen years, if you continue to do this, all of a sudden, the first of every month. You're out doing whatever you want to be doing, and you're just getting those checks coming in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. Then you just live off that income for the month until it comes in again. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. You obviously well, got to be careful though with expenses that can come up and different things like that. Sure. Yeah. I mean, well, and that's what like I mean, doing your due diligence beforehand, like mm-hmm. when you buy a property, getting the inspections done. Yeah. Um, you know, making sure that it is a good investment instead of just buying a house all willy nilly, um, so that you know you prevent um, disaster from happening. You know, down the road. So but, you know, if you buy a good property, um, it doesn't have any issues. You know, you don't have a call in the middle of the night, or the land, or the property manager, or landlord, whoever doesn't have a call in the middle of the night. You know, saying that, you know, the house is flooded yep. or um, a wall fell down because the foundation's cracked or something like you know something horrible like that. Um, so you do your due diligence, and it happens. We yeah. deal with it every day, right? Yeah. One thing that I've learned about this whole idea of acquiring properties, um, whether it be residential, multifamily, commercial, is that it's actually really simple, but it's not, it's a simple idea and a simple process to understand, Mm -hmm. but it's not easy. And what I mean is um, you just have to, you have to make sacrifices, right? It's it's very simple to save 10, 15,000 a year and put it down as a down payment on a house. Yeah. And then, you know, buy one a year, but hopefully more than that. Right. But it's not easy. It's not easy to save 15,000, but yeah, to save it, you you're either, you know, going out like like a lot of people that we know and there's nothing wrong with this, but spending 2-300 a weekend mm-hmm. and not having that money in 6 months where if you skip that, you can have that money, but you just have to commit to it. And then you buy a property, right. and you continuously do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People's um, spending habits really determine, you know, their whole life. For sure. Um, I mean, if like like you said, if someone goes out on the weekend and spends, you know, a couple hundred dollars, um, when they could have still had fun and enjoyed life, but for a lower cost and put that money away to invest, and not just to save. You don't save just to have money in a bank account. Yes, know? for sure. We're saving. In order to invest into the real estate, which is you know a very strong investment, mm-hmm. um, so that our investments give us more money, you know that's the that's yeah. the goal is that you know it's an investment and it's not just a like I said not just a savings account. Yeah, and you got to be balanced. Like life's not all about just saving and you know retiring in thirty years, but mm-hmm. you have that balance. Um, and if you're if you're not kind of thinking about the future. You're gonna keep going to the bars, keep spending money, sure. And then in 30 years, you're still working nine to five. Yeah. And you don't have that that flexibility to do whatever you want, and that's kind of what we're we're looking right. for. Right. Yeah. And I, I mean, we have friends that, um, you know, would argue, why would I, why would I want to give up, you know, a fun time now, yeah, um, just to secure my future or something like that. You know, like I doesn't it, it doesn't make sense to them, but you know, when they get down the road. Um, and they're still living paycheck to paycheck or, or something like that or borrowing money from family. Um, you know, they're going to look back and be like, man, I wish I hadn't gone yeah. to the bar that one True. night or, you know. Um, so just kind of being self-aware, I feel like. For a, sure. That's huge. That's huge. And, and that's why also I say balance, though, is because you still want to have fun. There's, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with going out to bars. We did that yesterday as a company. Yeah. But uh, just having that balance and having a little bit of mix of everything. Right. Preparing for the future, having fun now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's like one of the, to tie that into Austin, mm-hmm. like that's one of like the things that I love about living here. Like one, I guess I am biased because I grew up here, 
But I love Austin because there's so many things, activities you can do mm-hmm. for an affordable price or free. You know, like there's so many trails. Um, there's so many areas of water um, that you can go to. Um, you know, there's different activities that happen throughout the city at all times of year um, for for free or for a low price. Like there's currently it's the summer and there's Blues on the Green, yeah. which is a you know it's a music. Um, uh, I guess series of live music in Zilker Park where it's free music. It's a free concert. You can go and lay on the lawn, um, get some food. You can bring a cooler um, yep. and just listen to music for free. So that's one it's thing. It's great. Yeah. I love it. I look forward to it every year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's like why I feel like Austin is one of, one of the best places to live in the U.S. So I hear you, man. Yeah. Um, when I graduated from uh, A&M, Everyone that I went to school with went to Houston, Dallas, New York, California, and I just wanted to be in Austin. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad I did it. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Um, and so that kind of all brings us back around to, you know, this is why we're starting this podcast. Um, and these are, you know, some of the topics that we want to we wanna touch on throughout this and dive into more detail on each individual topic. But... Um, yeah, so when we, I mean, we're starting this podcast because we love podcasts, um, and we enjoy um, listening to obviously some of the bigger guys um, like Gary Vee or Tim Ferriss or um, Bigger Pockets is a huge one for us in the real estate industry. Um, but we just want to provide value. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's fun for us. This is a, a fun activity for us to get together and talk, and um, you know, we're we're two buddies that um, get together anyway so might as well record it yeah. um, and we want to provide value to um, anyone and everyone who wants to listen so for sure yeah. um, same you know same kind of motivation uh, all those podcasts I love Joe Rogan's a good one yep there's so many different uh, varieties and things you can get into I, I've been listening to one called the model health show mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard that one but I haven't uh, you know, we're obviously always texting each other back and forth, sharing different podcasts, which is fun. Yeah, yeah. But what I like about podcasts are um, is that you can. It's just a time saver. Yeah. Right. You can. You don't have to deal with commercials. Um, you can listen to it whenever you want. You can pause, play, and you can get almost any kind of knowledge you want about anything nowadays. Right. Yeah. And so, hopefully, for us, we can uh, provide a value for people that see what we're doing, uh, want to do the same thing, or, or just maybe want to do it on a smaller scale, on a larger scale, mm-hmm. um, and just kind of walk through what we're doing step by step and help people do the same thing. And, you know, also, I think it'd be, you know, really fun to get other people uh, in the real estate business or any type of business come on and, and talk about what they got going on and mm-hmm. um, kind of keep it local. Yeah, and talk about you know what we're seeing in the market and what's going on in Austin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, um, so that's it for uh, today's episode. Um, right on. Come back for more. Yeah, yeah. First yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for listening to the first episode of our podcast. We really hope you guys enjoyed it. We're going to continue making this podcast for a long, long time, and we really just want to provide you guys value and give you information on becoming financially free, and we want you guys to really just enjoy your life. 
We are on social media at treehomes.com, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, you name it, we're there. All right, we'll see you next time. Thanks. Thank you.